Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. This is MRN Crew Call. And we're off. The great American race, the Daytona 500, is in the books, and here we go. 2021 is underway in the NASCAR world. I'm Steve Post, pit road reporter for Motor Racing Network, and this is Crew Call. One of the lesser-known trophies in American motorsports is the Cannonball Baker Trophy. Well, that goes to the winning crew chief for the Daytona 500. Drew Blickensdurfer, he has a Cannonball Baker Trophy from 2009. And now he has a second Cannonball Baker Trophy, this one from 2021. For decades, Dryden Lubricants has been made in America and made to last, paving the way on our highways, in our fields, and on the production line. Today, Dryden offers a complete line of engine oils, greases, hydraulic and transmission fluids, and diesel exhaust fluid. If you want greater performance and protection for your critical engines and equipment, go to Dryden.com. Driding, American-owned and operated, and a proud supporter of racing and race fans everywhere. The NASCAR season is here, and Toyota Racing is looking for clashers. Did you clash at the Coliseum with your favorite Toyota drivers? Clashing with the HOA, who won't let you carve bell number 20 into your lawn. Or maybe your Tyler Reddick shirt clashed with your pants while meeting the in-laws. If you're a clasher, then we want you. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. Hiring? With Indeed, your search is over. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work, use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, good things happening to good people. That's what happened this Sunday afternoon with the Great American Race, Front Row Motorsports, Michael McDowell, the driver, and Drew Blickensdurfer, the crew chief, second-time winner of the Cannonball Baker Trophy. Drew, welcome into Crew Call, man. Congratulations. No problem, Steve. Thank you very much. It's, uh, man, like I like I told you when we first got on, the, the pinch-me moment keeps getting harder because my smile keeps getting bigger, and my wife said, you should win more. You're in a pretty darn good mood. <laughs> no doubt. Well, Daytona yeah. 500 wins will do that. That's for sure. That's right. So, what What was from, from about the middle of the backstretch to when you hear on the radio 34 to victory lane, <laughs> what was that period like? Well, that period sound, seemed way longer than it probably was re- really because of that, that wait for that 34 to victory lane. But Middle of the backstretch, I see Austin Dillon go low. 
and Michael had a plan. You know, we had talked about it with, with Clayton Hughes, our spotter. He had came on, come on channel two and said, I think we need to go with the two. Yeah. He, he's good. We push good. Let's go with him and, and we can battle it out. And he told Michael that. And Michael's like, I agree. And Michael said later, I was going to go with the two until off turn four. And then and whatever happened, happened. So we're staying with our two Ford teammates uh, up there. The three comes inside of us and that they go block them, which means we're left on the outside. And, and from the front view, you can see the yellow car against the wall. And we've got a line of Chevys behind us. And I immediately thought, we're going to win this thing because Chase Elliott and them have nowhere to go but to push us. Yeah. We're going to push out in front through three and four and off four, and we're going to get such a head of steam. We're going to be okay here. Um, and you don't get too excited, but I'm like, we're in a good spot. And and, um, and then lo and behold, they came up to block us. Michael got a huge run, pushed Brad. Brad looked like he was a little hesitant on whether I should pull out now or not, or Joey block at the same time. Either way, uh, they got together and, and the seas parted. And I was fairly confident we had won, but to be honest, Steve, you know, you're in those situations and second, third, fourth, that is a great day at Front Row Motorsports, right? Like the season started well, we got stage points, good day. And I, I literally sat on the box, turned all my channels off, turned NASCAR scan up, up high and, and waited for their, and they weren't talking. Michael's still out there running. They're not talking. And uh, I kept saying to myself under my breath, uh, second and third's just fine. Had a great day. Second, third. Like I didn't want to get hyped up. NASCAR comes across 34 to victory lane. And I, and immediately eyes get big. I look at my guys celebrating. And I said in 2009, I'm going to, I'm going to enjoy this. I did not enjoy it. I was young and, and dumb in 2009. I thought winning was easy. I'm going to enjoy this. So I got off the pit wall and the guy said, they looked at me and my, I looked like a deer in headlights. I was calm and with big eyes. And I was just watching them and looking at the grandstands and looking at the big screen. And I just kind of soaked it all in. And, oh, man, they can tell right now it's, it's yeah. an unbelievable feeling. The, the reaction since then, the family, the friends, yeah. what has that been like? It, it's, it's unbelievable. I, I, I talked to um, Jerry Freeze this morning, and we both had the same thought, right? When, when you're a part of something like this, it's super special for you. But to see my wife's reaction, to see my wife's family, to see my family, to see the, the close people in your personal bubble, like how happy they are for you, um, to have your peers, to have Jimmy Johnson and Ward Burton text you and Dale Winman call you, to have that happen. And, and not only call you, but, but put in words like, you deserve this, you work hard, like not just congratulations, like you, you did it and, and you deserve it. And that stuff, Man, that, that's one reason I'm smiling so big because it's when, when you show up on Sundays and you run 20th or, 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 or you just, it's hard to win in cup. I mean, there's only a few guys doing it and, and they're doing it a lot and it's hard, hard to win. And, and to know that you're still respected in the garage and to know that, man, this, everybody's so happy. It's, it's um, like I said, it's, it is a Tuesday like I haven't had in a long, long time. No doubt. That is really, really cool. I want to go back to that race. I want to talk about the Ford pit stop. I think it was lap 170. Yeah. How yeah. critical was that for you guys setting that whole thing up, Drew? Man, it, it was unbelievable. You, you get in those meetings pre-race. You get in those meetings pre-week um, with, with the Ford, Ford Brass and the crew chiefs, and you say, what's the strategy they do to us? And there's silence. Penske's not saying anything. Roush isn't saying anything. Stewart Hawk. 
And they're kind of like, you guys aren't getting along. And it's, it's like, no, we kind of, we have it. The strategy is to do what we want to do. And whenever Toyota and Chevrolet try to call us, we, 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 we recall them. And it worked in the duel and it worked here. You know, they, they saw us go long last year. They were going to go long. And we said, if we surprise them and break off one or two laps early, their lap is so commotional. They're, they're not hooked up. It, it surprises them. They run two laps slow because they got to get back single file. We came down pit road with a plan to put two tires on and, and six or seven of us come down pit road, put two tires on it, leave together. And we are a freight train. I mean, we are right together and you can see it when Denny comes off, when 18 comes off, they're like trying to get hooked up and we go by them like they're standing still, like get out of our way. And, and with 20 to go with all those Fords leading the charge, it was going to be a heck of a mess to try to get by one of those blue ovals. And, and it was in a good spot. Yeah. I thought the same thing as I'm watching this, particularly Denny, because we know he's so yes. good and that car was yes. so fast. When you guys buried him at the back of that line, I thought, yeah. oh, okay, this is going to get interesting now. I really thought that. That's pretty cool. It, it is. And, and, and it, we wouldn't have been able to do that last year, Steve. Our picture wasn't good enough to hang with those guys. We wouldn't really? have put two tires on it. We would have been like gas only or something just to do whatever it took to be able to stay with the Fords. And, and I'm telling you, our, our pit crew from Roush Fenway got way better in the offseason. New personnel, um, a couple of the same guys, a couple new guys, and they were on it. They were on it all day long, and I had confidence in them. But you never know. The heat's on, right? It's the money stop at the Daytona 500, first race of the year. Yeah. They put two tires on it, sent him out there. And when we left with those other Fords, it was like, we've done our job, man. All right, Michael, see what you can do, buddy. And, and he did it. Well, let's talk about Michael. His yeah. understanding. Drew, I'm telling you, I looked at that replay of that thing, and it, it seemed like he was 40 miles per hour faster than those guys in front. I know that's not the case. Yeah. But he seems to have just just he seems to have an understanding of that type of racing that very few have he, he does and it's twofold i think i think part of it I, I think he's naturally pretty good at it um and a lot of that came from running start and park cars and he'll and i think he'll admit with this when he was running start and park cars um at super speedways they would race for the entire super speedway because you never knew you could get you could steal a, a 15th here or there or whatever so his only job, he'd qualify slow. The car wasn't fast enough. How do you jam yourself in the pack and yeah. don't get shuffled? And he learned that mentality. Like you're not going for wins when, when you're in that type of car, but you're figuring out how do I get up here and just stay with this group? And I think that mentality of, okay, stay here, stay there. He's had that. And, and I think as we've gotten better on a 34 car in the last couple of years, uh, Clayton Hughes has come over to spot for us. He has a confidence now, not only jam yourself up there and, and save a good finish, how do you win these things? And I think that's where I, I told him, I said, those last 20 laps, I saw a, I'm going to win Michael McDowell, not a, I'm going to finish in the top five, Michael McDowell. And it was super, and, and when he turned it on, he pulled the block on, on Chase that he had to pull there as the caution's coming out. Um, and, and Clayton's what talking him through, uh, don't get shuffled out when Austin Dillon and the Chevrolets are beating his back bumper and all the things to, to do right. Uh, they were right. I told him, the, I said, the first hundred laps, I, I kind of want to strangle you a couple of times. You made bad moves, but that last hundred, you totally redeemed yourself. Money at the end, right? That's right. That's right. <laughs> that is so neat. I want to talk a little bit about your team and Bob Jenkins. Drew, we've been around this sport forever. We see mm -hmm. a guy come in with a bazillion dollars, spend yeah. a bazillion dollars, 14 Plus months one. later, checks are bouncing. 
suppliers are calling. Nobody can get anything. Yeah. Man, Bob Jenkins has been about the total opposite, but building something really special there. It, it is. And that's why I made the move. I still had a year on my contract at RPM and, and I could have stayed there a long time. I believe I felt like family there, Richard Petty, Dale Inman, and that, that group I love to this day. And it was the hardest decision I ever made. I felt like this was better for my career long-term because Bob Jenkins was building something bigger. And it felt like a lateral move currently mm -hmm. that had the possibility of helping to be part of something that was getting a little better every single year. And, and that's what Bob wants from us. And that's what he gives us. Um, we're not going to go out and, and spend $10 million more this year than we did last year, but we're going to spend a little bit. And he's going to say, Drew, what do you need that, that we can go get? We need a spotter. Okay, go get it. What do you need? Drew? I need a car chief. Go get the guy you need. What, what do you need here? You know, five years ago, it was, we need the A, the a engine program from, from Roush Gates. And before I came, they, he went out and got it. What do you need the next year? We need better bodies. We need the, the stuff Roush is racing, not hand-me-down stuff from Roush. Go get that stuff. Okay, how do, you be, how do you get better than Roush? Okay, we need this. So he gives us a little bit every year to get better. And, and I think what that sets it up for is, one, you don't go, go out of business like we've seen so many times. And two, it's, it's a slow approach that presents itself to, to sponsors, to drivers, to, you know, you see all these kids come in that, that'll write a gazillion dollar check to go drive race cars um, that are driving Xfinity cars. Well, guess what? Front row looks a lot better for them than they did five years ago to go spend that money to, to drive the race car. Uh, that sponsor is like, hey, you know what? That's a little better. And obviously this weekend helps all that. But you see the constant uh, progression of getting better at front row motorsports. And um, I don't know where it's going to end, you know, hopefully at the same level as Joe Gibbs and Stuart Haas and, and, and Roger Penske's group. But uh, right now you can see us, uh, we are batting well above our weight because of the processes he's taking. And, um, and, and it's, it's a, it's a fun part. Uh, being part of that is really fun. The Front Row Motorsports team, I look at you guys and I know a bunch of you individuals and I see a racer here. And ra what's what's the culture? Is it is it the culture of a bunch of blue collar racers going? What is the culture up there? So it, 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 it's interesting, Steve. So when I came here, I think I think the, the focus when I came here was we need to go get 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 some better people. And they and they recruited me heavily. Michael and Jerry and Bob, they recruited me heavy and I, and I came. I looked at everything and, and not to say I did any of this, but you look at it and Front Row had to go through a, a turning point where they were building cars when they first started just to be on the racetrack, whatever it takes just to be on the racetrack, Com you know, performance didn't matter. Well, then it started to matter a little bit more, but you still had the culture. So you had to change the culture. You know, you have to, you have to yell at somebody when they deserve to be yelled at and you have to pat them on the back when they deserve the pat on the back. And, and we have to get better and we have to want to be better. You know, we were a 23rd place car last year. How do we become a 21st place car? How do you become an 18th place car? Um, how do you become a race winning car? So we had to, to go through a shift of people and, 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 and performance that performance mattered. You know, competition mattered. So um, I think we're doing that with people. We're getting better people every single year. Um, I think the people that are here see the philosophy of it's a stable job that wants to get better. And most teams at this range are not always stable, whether in Xfinity series, whether in the cup series, um, those mid-tier teams are, are really shaky. You know, if they're going to be around the next year, we're not. So we're stable and we're getting better. So um, I think it's, it's great to be a part of a NASCAR team that's going up, not, not going down or staying the same. You talk about knowing when to yell at people, knowing when to encourage people, your yeah. father, Jack, 
long, successful career as a basketball coach. Did you, yeah. did you get that from him? I did. I think naturally I got that from him. Um, I think that obviously, um, and I was a stick and ball guy. So um, obviously the, my father, a coach was the biggest influence in that, but um, my, my high school and, and my college coaches all were people that um, they taught me how to be hard on me, but they still loved me, you know, and, and that was something that a lot of people, especially in racing, if they haven't done, you know, stick and ball sports, they don't realize when you're yelling or when you're mad, you still care about them. Um, it was something to kind of get over with. You know, I remember when I was a very young, uh, young kid first started going out in, um, in football, my dad, uh, my football coach, Ted Phelps, he was, he was super, super hard on me, super successful guy yelling at me and being hard on me. And I came home thinking he doesn't even like me. And my dad's like, he loves you. He wants you to be better. And to this day, Ted Phelps is one of the greatest guys I've ever seen in my life. It took me a while to realize that, you know, that 15 year old, 16 year old doesn't see it, but um, and that's how I am. My guys know I will yell at them and I will be fiery and, and they understand that side of Drew, but they also know when they need something or whatever, I, I'm here and I, and I leave it. And um, he taught me that. And, and that's how I try to run the team. I, I, I explain to people that aren't race fans. I am a head football coach. I have an offensive coordinator. That's my car chief. I have a defensive coordinator. That's my shop foreman. Um, I have all these coordinators helping me, but I'm a head football coach and, and that's how I treat it. What do you think your dad thinks of all this? I mean, it's got to be, it's got to be pride. Yeah. I understand that. But yeah. I mean, have you taught what, what's, yeah, his, I got a phone with him a little bit ago and he, um, because he, he's very well known in that area, very successful in the Illinois Basketball Hall of Fame. Um, all the local sports guys know his number and they're calling him saying, Hey, give me my, Drew, give me Drew's number. We want to talk to him. I just got off one with our local news channel. And I'm like, dad, you need to calm down with that a little bit here, you know? And he's like, well, they're so happy for you. And, um, like I said, uh, or the circle of people around me to see their reaction. Cause they know, man, when, when I got into sport and things were coming up, it came easy. Uh, they know how hard I'm working now for not the wins I was getting. So, um, Definitely is, is a little crazy, but um, to see the thrill on my mom and my dad and my brother, uh, my uncle, uh, it's, it's pretty cool. Really cool. That's for sure. Drew, part of your background, again, you talk about playing football and playing sports. You rolled along really well in wrestling and, and you know, in, 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 in University of Indiana and then ended up at Millican University. Was Were you destined to be in sports your whole life? Is this kind of yeah. one way or the other where you were going to end up, you think? Yeah, I think so. Obviously, I was, I've been around it. My dad was in it. Um, yeah. I was always into cars. Um, my uncle, a great mechanic. My grandfather, my dad's dad owned the Shell Station in the 1,700-person town that, um, that, that I was born in, and my dad got his, his first success. My mom and dad were from. So um, I was kind of around that for a little bit, but they, um, I think, you know, if I wasn't doing this, I, I think I would be in sports some fashion. You know, I I treat this as a sport. It's not a, a, a grease monkey turn wrenches type of thing as much as it's, it's people. People are what make these teams work. And, and that's the, 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 the thing I take. When I got into the sport, I wasn't good on the car side, but I knew the people side of it. And I think that's what helped me um, kind of learn the, the car side of it was I could, I could do the people and surround myself with the guys that were doing the car side of it and kind of manage all of that. And it worked out okay. And I, I, I've obviously gotten better on the car side of it. Uh, I feel like I'm really good on the car side of it after 20 some years of it, but um, I, I, need, I needed to kind of grow in this sport on the car side and, and the people part, um, the coaches and, and, and the athletic background helped create.
is there is there you you talked about it and you shared this after the race that that in 2009 you went and actually you won the next week as a matter of fact you were winning races you were winning races and you've talked a couple of times you talked at the beginning of the, about the appreciating this is there is there something is there something you're going to do or have done or is it just overall soaking up every moment of it i think it's overall soaking soaking it all up steve it's um you know, it's I, I normally don't watch racing shows in the evening, even though I'm on one a lot of times. Um, I kind of try to I've done that in the last few years. I kind of like just have my wife and I's time. And how do you how do you regroup during the week? It's a long, grueling season. I just get away from racing and, and I've soaked some of it up. I watched shows last night and I, I sat with her and we talked about it and um, and just, you know, enjoying the other people you know, coming on board and, and feeling the, the joy of uh, my best friend came over with his wife last night. And, and because of COVID, they sat outside in the in the driveway and we toasted um, some wine together. My neighbors are bringing over uh, balloons and and my wife got a big banner in my front yard. So just um, just experiencing uh, not only myself, but but with others and, and my and my circle of people on, on how special this day was. It's so good to hear because this sport is tough on you and it's tough on your guys, but it's tough on wives and families and kids because of the commitment you have to make to it. Yeah, exactly right. It's um, this weekend. Um, I'm, I'm, we race on Sunday. Normally yeah. we'll leave Sunday morning. I'm, I'm leaving Friday so I can be in the Xfinity booth um, calling the race on Saturday. So, I mean, it, it's tough. It's um, I'm, I'm working every day this week, preparing for a road course and then, uh, and then leaving Friday again. It's, it, it's very hard on, on not only, I mean, we love it and, and we get, we get special feelings from being at the racetrack, but our significant others and our families, it, it takes a toll on them. So um, they, they are super uh, critical in your support staff. And, and I'm very lucky, you know, my wife is, is torn up. She couldn't be at Daytona for me, you know, to, to celebrate with me and help me enjoy it. So um, having that, that support staff and, and, and experiencing it with them and the joy is, is super special. Yeah, I had a moment out on the front stretch. Uh, TV did their interview with Michael and, and Michael and I've done a lot of things in the past speaking and, and that sort of thing. And he actually got done with TV and come over and gave me a big bear hug. And I'm like, man, I got the first hug from a Daytona 500 champion. That's pretty good. Yeah. And he had talked about the family not being there and how difficult that was and how challenging it was. But what a moment for you guys. Gosh, what a moment for you guys. Yeah, it's crazy. You know, it, Victory Lane wasn't as well, rambunctious and joyous as it was in 2009. But there's none of us that would say, oh, I don't want to win it because it wasn't that way, right? Like, you're never yeah. going to give that up. So yeah. um, it was still better than finishing second. I can guarantee that part of it. So um, it was special in its own way. And it's a memory that will last forever. All right. So uh, the good news is, is you're going road course racing with Michael McDowell as your driver. Um, that's not too bad either. Um, gearing back up and looking back to Daytona. How do, how do you feel about this? And, and if I'm not mistaken, how this all sorts out, I still haven't figured it out. You're probably going to have a pretty good starting spot as well in this race. Yeah, I think I think we're going to start sixth because of points and, and stage points and things like that. But yeah, way better than we started last year. Um, we ran in the top five a lot of that race. I took tires at the end to try to try to steal a win because we weren't as good as Chase. Um, hopefully we got our car a little better and he stayed fairly similar and, and we can run. Um, but because we've won this race, stage points, things like that. Our, our race strategy turns yeah. uh, may possibly different, right? Wins matter and stage wins matter. So um, finishing fifth isn't, isn't as important as, as, as trying to steal a win, right? So uh, yeah. what can we do to, to try to do that? And, and uh, we don't get many opportunities. We're very fortunate two of them come in a row. 
Yeah, no doubt. That's cool. That is really, really cool for sure. The the track itself, I, I watched um we have the we have the um the clash race on. And it appears to me breaking is going to be what types of things mechanically are you looking at when it comes to this road course this weekend? Um, I'm, I'm sorry, I got an emergency real quick. Can, can you hold on real quick, Steve? No problem. We'll push pause. Yep. Okay, thank you. I'm sorry. That's no problem. Please stand by. MRN crew call will return shortly. So we're recording this show. And Drew all of a sudden gives us the timeout motion that you have an emergency. Drew, what is going on? So my wife, like we talked about, super understanding about what I do, when 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 to interrupt and when not to, and and she's calling me over and over, and my watch is vibrating, and my uh, my phone is going off, and I'm ignoring it the whole time, and I it, I I can tell it's my wife, and it happens about twenty times in a row. And uh, she is not a dramatic person. So I thought this, this is bad. So um, I, I excused myself. I called her and she said, I'm so sorry. We have, a, we have a, a pond in our front yard and we naturally don't have a pond in our front yard. What's going on? Well, they put a big sign in my front yard that said, congratulations, Drew and team 34 for winning the Daytona 500. And the stake of the sign punctured the sprinkler system. <laughs> And for the last 12 hours, water has been flooding everywhere. Um, my neighbor's house, my house, um, I guess we have a gully washer in my neighborhood um, because of my Daytona 500 victory sign. So um, everybody's safe, I think. We just have a lot of water in the area. Oh my gosh, that's epic. That really is. Well, yes. back to real life, right? <laughs> that's right. The That's dream right. is over. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, Drew, I really do appreciate it. We were wrapping up and I'm like, well, I don't, I don't know what this is, what this means, but uh, yeah, I was worried. I was worried it was way worse. I'm sure it's not good, but right. you know, she's calling that many times, at least she's yeah. safe. Um, we just hope everything in the house is uh, not getting flooded and the neighbors as well. <laughs> and, and you got to keep mama happy. That's for sure. So yeah. <laughs> no doubt. Those of you watching on Zoom or watching us on uh, on YouTube or on MRN, you could see that trophy looks good over your shoulder, and that bling on your hand looks pretty good as well, too, Drew. Yeah, I uh, I, I said I'm, I, I've never worn my 2009 one. I got it out of the closet the other day to put it on before this week, and um, I, I got this one and said I, I probably will put it on, on a shelf on display um, after a couple of days, but I might as well wear it for a few and uh, and, and show it off. Got to show it off in the garage area. That's for sure. That's right. Is the, I, I, I know I said I was going to wrap it up. The garage area after a win like that is a really, really cool scene. I am sure. And I'm sure on Sunday morning when you check in there, you're probably going to have a lot of well-wishers and congratulations, I would guess. It, yeah, 100%. I, a lot of crew chief has already reached out to me. Those that I, some that I don't even know personally. Um, yeah. And haven't really talked too much. Uh, they have gotten my email from NASCAR and, and they've got a text message and a, and a group me text and um, have reached out and said congratulations and really nice things. So um, that's super special um, to have your peers reach out to you like that and know how special this win was for, for not only myself, but the team. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, it's it's super neat uh, when that can happen. I'm lucky. Well, I don't want to put any pressure on Michael, but the last time you won the 500, Matt came back and won the next one. So it's on McDowell to see if you can get another one, right? Exactly. It didn't go good the third race. We blew up, so there was a little bad karma there. But I'd like to, I'd like to see if that karma is still there when we unload on the third race because uh, 
two in a row would be uh, would be unbelievable. Boy, it certainly would. Drew, thanks for the time. Congratulations again, man. No problem, Steve. Take care. There we go. Drew Blickensdurfer. Looking for something a little different? Cut through all the noise with the MRN Out Loud podcast every week. How difficult is it to get a bunch of racers to agree to anything and to stick to it? Yeah, to be honest, I'm not really sure how they pulled that off. I'm Woody Kane. Join me every Thursday as we get between the ears of NASCAR's most interesting characters. You said, I don't plan to be just an absentee owner. No, no, this is going to be my job. MRN Out Loud drops every Thursday wherever fine podcasts are downloaded. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Always great chatting with Drew Blickensdurfer, and uh, I hope he gets things mopped up at home with the uh, flood, the new pond that they put in the front yard. Hey, before we get out of here, I do want to mention our friends at Drydeen. Drydeen has been a great partner with us on our Wing Nation program on Motor Racing Network. Welcome aboard, Drydeen. Dave Klinger and everybody there. We have our first partner on 2021 Crew Call, so we're glad. Drydeen is on board. Great, great, uh, great uh, fluids and uh, motor oils and oils and fluids and uh, lubricants. Oh, my gosh, they got a great line of products. You can find out more at drydean.com. Let's take a look at what we have coming up this weekend. We are road course racing at Daytona. What a great road course this has become. Not even supposed to be on the schedule other than the clash, and we're back for a second time. Stage lengths in this race are going to make it interesting because your fuel window is about 22 laps. Stage one is 15 laps. Stage two is the end of lap 30. So how do you play that? Then they roll for 35 laps for that final stage. So do you pit at the end of stages? Do you split the race in thirds? You're going to have to tune into Motor Racing Network and see how these crew chiefs play this. Also, tire fall off was very important in the clash. And we will see what that happens as far as how that goes into the strategy. Goodyear has seven sets of dry tires, three sets of wet tires for this weekend for the Cup Series. Five dries, four wets for the Xfinity Series, five dries, and three wets for the truck. So it's going to be fun to see tire strategy and fuel strategy, how this plays out. Motor Racing Network on the air all weekend long, Friday night at 7 o'clock. It is the Break Best Select 159 presented by O'Reilly Auto Parts for the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series on Saturday, 4.30 Eastern Time. The Superstar Batteries, 188 presented by O'Reilly Auto Parts for the NASCAR Xfinity Series and the NASCAR Cup Series. Airtime, 2 o'clock Eastern Time, the O'Reilly Auto Parts 253, all of it on Motor Racing Network. You can find all of our programming schedule at www.mrn.com. Appreciate Drew Blickensdurfer hanging out with us today here on Crew Call. Thank you for joining us as well here on the program. <laughs>